Today on High Point with Ron Zappia. You gotta trust me with your wealth. You gotta trust me with your finances. You gotta trust me with your relationships. You gotta trust me with your past. You gotta trust me with your future. You gotta trust me with all things. Is not that the Christian life? So he's teaching us a different equation, much different than the world, that what? Losing is actually gain in the economy of God. Welcome to High Point with Ron Zappia, pastor of High Point Church, and we're in a really important message today. It's called Untangling My Soul. And Ron, this is where every person has to make a decision, right? Are are they going to trust in their own self? Are they going to trust in their own strength, uh, not only for life, but for salvation? Or the really important question, are they going to trust in God? Yep, that's the bottom line for sure. And it often is a struggle for us to give up control and give our lives to God. But usually what holds us back is we don't really know God. We don't really understand his extravagant love and his grace. That's why Jesus said, whoever loses his life for me will find it. When we give our lives to God, we get more than this world could ever offer. Well, I think this message is going to give you a lot to think about and to act upon in your own spiritual life. We're continuing our study of Jesus's encounter with the rich young ruler. Here's Pastor Ron. When I first became a Christian, I was at a family party. I mean, Zappia family gathering. All the aunts and the uncles and the relatives are there. And my cousin and I begin entering into this conversation. And suddenly, to my surprise, it it makes a rapid turn. And he starts talking about heaven. He just looks at me and says, Well, Ronnie, I believe that as long as the good outweighs the bad, then I'm okay. I didn't articulate anything really that he could remember or that I could be proud of. I got to be honest, my cousin isn't the only one that thinks this way. Maybe you've believed that, or maybe you believe that right now, and even people have that belief in the church. That's what I want to talk to you about. And I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you four steps to untangling the soul. And today's topic is so important, untangling our souls. What do I mean by that? Well, the soul is the immaterial part of you that lives forever. Let's dig right in. I'm going to give you four steps. First one is this. If you're a note taker, write this down. Step number one to untangling your soul is simply that you have to admit that you aren't as good as you think you are. That's where it all starts. Second step. It's simply this, that not only do we need to admit that we aren't as good as we are or we think we are, that we need to believe something. And this, I really want to spend some time here. We really want to grind in. we got to believe that God's standard for goodness is perfection. And so that's what helps with this, is that we have to have a clear understanding of God's standards versus our own standards. And so imagine me sitting down with you, and and we're having this discussion, and I want to prove this to you. I just say, well, let's talk about the goodness graph, and I just draw a line. Who's at the top of the goodness graph? And obviously, the person we're talking about is Jesus. So then I say, well, where would you put the person who's on death row? And almost all the time, people are like, well, you know, he's certainly not here. I mean, this guy, he's got to be at the bottom. And then, so having a little fun, I said, well, what, what about, what would you do with, uh, let's just say, how about the Apostle Paul? Where would you put him? But as we're having some fun, and on this what, this goodness graph, 
the question that really pops up and that I, I really want to ask the person is this. Where, where would you put you? And you'll notice that I drew it. That's called cursive if you're under the age of 21. <laughs> and so I like cursive. Anybody like cursive? How do you sign your name if you don't have cursive? I mean, where is this world going? I'm telling you. How, I mean, you got to sign your name in cursive. You don't even know how to see these kids don't know how to spell their name. It, that's a different message. <laughs> but like, like, where would you put yourself in? And so I want to put into our hands some tools that we can help each other to understand that, that what? One of the symptoms of a tangled up soul is that we compare ourselves to each other and compare ourselves instead of Christ. And, and that's the problem. And so the verse you want to cling to is Galatians chapter 3, verse 24. And I'll usually just write that right on the napkin. And, and that simply says this, that the law, the Ten Commandments that we want to memorize and that we want to have in our schools and all these things, is just a tutor. That's what Paul said. He said, the law, all it is, is it's supposed to show you that you are not at the top and it's supposed to show you who you really are, that you have a need for Jesus. And isn't it interesting, even when the law was given in Exodus chapter 20, that when the law was given, if you keep reading a little bit more, they set up an altar. Why did they set up an altar? Well, because they were going to break the law and that the sacrifices were going to be made that Jesus is the only perfect sacrifice. He's the only one at the top, and we all else fail. Hey, man, we're all equal at the foot of the cross. That's what Dr. Ed Stetcher was talking about last week when he taught us this phrase that I think is so helpful to each one of us. He said religion enslaves, and Jesus saves, but the gospel, it untangles. So that's what we're going for. Step number three, let's get back to the story. We need to confess that our goodness is our greatest obstacle to God. The idea, our self-righteousness, is the greatest obstacle to our relationship with God. Notice verse 21. So Jesus said to him, if you would be perfect, and I imagine that his voice changed. Hey, if you're going to be perfect, man, go, go sell all you got. Go give it to the poor. And you'll have treasure in heaven and come follow me. So as we think about that statement, is Jesus saying that in order to get to heaven, you need to sell everything and give it to the poor? Well, let's be good Bible students. I like to call us what? We're theologians in training. The answer is no. But, but how can you prove that? Let the Bible interpret itself. So how about John chapter 3, verse 16? This helps. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. It doesn't say anything about selling your car, your home, or quitting your job. How about this one? We'll put up Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. It's a verse I quote very often here. For by grace you've been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It's the gift of God, not a result of works. It's not about your human merits and your moral good so that not, nobody may boast. Again, doesn't say you got to sell anything. What's next? Well, how about the early church and how it got started and what they declare? Acts chapter 4, verse 12, and there's salvation in no one else, for there's no other name under heaven given among which men will be saved. Hey, it's all about Jesus. And so, no, he's not doing this. He's not telling him to sell everything. That's not the point that he's doing. Well, then what is he doing? And again, 
Imagine you're reading this for the very first time. Like, what's Jesus doing? Well, he's holding up the mirror. And, and what Jesus is doing is this. He's putting his finger on the one thing that's preventing this man from entering into eternal life. What, what is it? Well, it's revealed in his wealth. It's revealed in his riches. It's revealed in what he was unwilling to give up. What's the thing you're unwilling to give up? What it was for him is what he had. He had to be willing to give up. That's why Jesus said this. I mean, Jesus looked at the rest of the followers after this conversation ended. The riches, what he has, particularly wealth, it can be a great obstacle. And that's why Jesus said at the end of verse 21, he, or excuse me, in verse 23, he said to his disciples after this encounter was over, truly I say to you, only with difficulty will a rich person enter the kingdom of heaven. Why? Well, because they don't see their need for Christ. And he says, again, I tell you, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Wow, really? Yeah, it is. That's why Martin Luther said it like this. He made it really clear. Martin Luther said, there are three conversions necessary for each man. The first conversion is of the heart. The second conversion of, of the mind. The third conversion of, of the wallet, of which this is the most difficult. That didn't come across that funny. Maybe it's too close to home. What's your spirit of generosity for the advancement of the gospel and its purposes? I mean, let's not lose focus. What this guy was doing and saying is that what there were some things that he had that he wasn't willing to give up. Are some things, there are some things that you have that you're not willing to give up for the gospel. It's what we have. It's what we don't have. I mean, these are the things that what? These are the things that we need to give up, be willing to do. What's prohibiting you? Maybe it's what you don't want to lose. Maybe it's what you don't want to become. I'm telling you, I talk to a lot of people who do not have a genuine relationship with God, and they're like, I don't want to become that. I mean, I don't want to be like that person. And they have this idea of what a Christian is. Look with me again at the text, end of verse 21, because there's two words that are very clear that will untangle the soul. They often get lost because we think we've got to get rid of everything. Jesus said, follow me. And so if we were to double-click on that, those two words, he's just simply saying, you've got to trust me. Hey, man, you've got to trust me with your wealth. You've got to trust me with your finances. You've got to trust me with your relationships. You've got to trust me with your past. You've got to trust me with your future. You've got to trust me with all things. Is not that the Christian life? Yeah, it is. And so trust me. That's why Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16, verse 25, great verse, for whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, he, hey, you'll find it. If you're willing to stop white-knuckling all these things, so he's teaching us a different equation, much different than the world, that what? Losing is actually gain in the economy of God. What are you willing to lose? Untangling Our Soul. That's the title of today's message on High Point with Ron Zappia. You can order the complete Untangled study when you call 844-HP-RADIO or find this teaching and many more at highpointministries.com. Pastor Ron continues with more Bible teaching in just a moment. Hey, this is Ron Zappia, pastor and teacher on High Point. Every day we're calling men and women to elevate their faith through a fresh encounter with God. 
We take time to focus our thoughts, arrange our priorities, and encounter God in the midst of our day. Together, we explore God's word, we gain practical insights to guide our daily living. When we do this, we experience a new high point in our faith. Listen, we want you to draw closer to God through his word, get to know him better, and elevate your faith. We get real with what God says about topics like family and marriage, friendships, and living for Christ. On High Point, we're here to encourage you with God's word and provide you an encounter with Jesus. It's a lifelong journey, and I'd love to have you join me. So listen right here every Monday through Friday for High Point. For more Bible teaching resources from Pastor Ron Zappia, head online to www.highpointministries.com. That's highpointministries.com. You're listening to High Point with Ron Zappia and a message from our series, Untangled. You can watch the videos, subscribe to our podcast, and listen online when you go to highpointministries.com. Now let's continue with our message. Here's Ron. What are you willing to give up? That's the lesson for each of us. As business people, we say it like this. Hey, man, I'm telling you around the office, business guy, hey, you're only as good as your last deal as a coach. You may have heard this. I've heard this. It's like, hey, you know what? Don't be thinking too highly. You're, you're only as good as your last game. Hey, for Christians, let me say it really clearly. You're only as good as your last step of faith. What do I mean by that? I mean, are you following him? Are you trusting him? Like, that's the message for all of us here. What, what are you giving over to him? And, 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 and don't be resting on the laurels of what you did in the past for God and where he brought you. Man, what, what's the new story? What's the new chapter that he's writing as you step out in faith? And he wants to use you for his glory. Great opportunity we have here at High Point. We're modeling this. Um, there's a pastor that we know very well. We've sat down with him. I can't give you all the details. I can just give you the high-level stuff that we're taking a step of faith and we're starting a Spanish service right here at the Naperville campus. Awesome stuff. And so we got into a relationship. We're so excited about this guy. His name is uh, Al Gira. And Pastor Al and his wife, Monica, are very well known in the western suburbs of this area. We've been sitting together the last few months and talking about what would it look like to, to bring his congregation, what would it look like to, to bring us a, a, a Spanish-speaking service here that would actually be happening during the 1115 service here in Naperville? What? Because we want to expand the gospel. We're just stepping out in faith. Hey, how's that all going to work? I don't know. I th I'm hoping. I, I don't know. We've been praying since day one that our church, Jody and I have had this prayer, that our church would have a greater diversity than the area that we ministered in. And we're seeing that true. I, I mean, let's just bring the family of God together and worship him in spirit and truth. Why are we doing this? Because we're modeling the steps of faith that we want you to take. More information is going to be coming on that. It's going to be an awesome thing. If you agree with me, come on, give me a round of applause. Praise the Lord. Lastly, step number four, we need to accept God's goodness, which is only available in Christ. We need to accept his goodness, his righteousness, which is imputed to us, which, which is only available through Christ and the cross and what he did, or in this story, what he was about to do. Notice verse 22 as we head back to the text, Matthew chapter 19. I wish it didn't say this. But it says, when the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful. Why? Because he had all these possessions. and He wasn't willing to trust God with it. I mean, I, I, just, I just don't like the way this ended. 
Jody and I were in um, Colorado Springs this past week, and so we were doing an interview with Focus on the Family, which is going to air. Um, it's, it has to do with marriage and our story and our relationship and what God did and how um, you know, he, he can what, uh, restore any marriage. We went through great difficulty. And so we're going to be on Focus on the Family. They recorded it last week, and it's going to be at the end of January it's going to air. And uh, so Jody and I, we're all nervous. You know, we're like, ah, oh, it's not a big deal. And then, then he goes, yeah, there are going to be 220 million listeners. I mean, I, I caught spiritual laryngitis again. But all seriousness, it was a great time. And so we were out there, and we, we like to do a lot of hiking and different things. So we went on this thing. Maybe you've heard of it. It's called the Manitou Incline. And so I've got a picture of it. And so what it is, is it's a climb up the mountaintop, and it's 2,768 steps. So catch this. I mean, in this picture, like, it's down here. And it's 2,768 steps to the top. It's nearly a mile, and at some points, I mean, the incline, you raise, you go up 2,000 feet in altitude as you're making this climb. And so Jody and I are doing it, I don't know, they have these little markers at every, you know, so often, and we were, I don't know, at about like six or 700, and I saw, oh, we got some going. And so we passed this guy, him and his wife, and again, we're in Colorado, and this guy says, oh, hey, hold on, wait a minute. And, and so we stopped, and, and he pulls out of his pocket, it was like a huge washer, and he just said, hey, touch the washer. And I'm like, we're definitely in Colorado. <laughs> like, like what, what are you talking about? Touch the washer. And what I had forgotten was it was actually September 11th. And so this guy, look, he said, touch the washer. And we got a picture, if we could put that up. And, and so Jody and I, we touched the washer. And he said, he says, man, I was in um, building number one. And I was there. He said, I, I was a firefighter in New York City. And, and I was there. And we went in and we rescued some people. He goes, I pulled this out of the mess. And, and I mean, it's what, such a touching time. And then what was happening was we caught up to some others, and there was firemen in their full gear because it was celebrating September 11th, and they had their full gear on with the hoses, and they were all making them, and they put a big flag at the top as they, can you imagine scaling all that in the full gear? Let's praise God for all the men and women who do this, who are in the services and helping us. Let's put the next picture on of simply the top, and... Before Jody and I, you know, we got to the top, what, what happened was, you know, we're a few steps away, and so I, I grabbed her hand. And so I'm like, I want to make this special. Like, let's go together to the top, right? I mean, that sounds pretty romantic, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm all sweaty and everything. Well, the truth is this. I, I didn't want her to beat me, so I grabbed her. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, there's no way you're going to beat me on this thing. So I grab her, and, you know, I'm being so pagan, and she looks at me, and so we take the last few steps. And then before we take the last step, she stops me, and she grabs my hand, and she just puts her head down, and she just breaks out in this prayer. And I'm telling you, man, like, I can't even, I'm not going to say all of it. I, it. It was just, she just praying, Lord, help us to finish strong. God, let this be a reminder that the, that the Christian life is, is an incline, and there's so many ups and so many downs, and we're tired. And God, we know people who aren't finishing strong, and God, we want to be men and women and people that, that are used by you to finish this race, and and so we took the step together, and it was one of the most intimate moments. And, you know, the Christian life is like an incline. I don't know if it's 2,768 steps, but I do know this. I know it starts with these four. These are the four that continue, and if we're honest, we've got to continue to make and take these steps. And so what I've done is simply this. We're going to do something a little different. I, I've put them in the form of a prayer. 
And so I'm going to put those on the screen for you to take a look at now as I'm talking because this has got to be our prayer. And so think with me for a moment. I mean, what happened to the rich young ruler? I mean, what happened to this guy? Again, I don't know because Scripture doesn't tell us. But in my heart, I just wonder if when he saw Jesus at the cross or when he had heard about what he had done, that, 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 that his mind would have been flooded with, I met this guy, that's him, this is who I am, and the price he paid for me, and he took my place. And I, I, I just don't know. So instead of focusing on what I don't know and a person that I won't know, let's focus on the people that I do know, and that's each and every one of us. And I want to make sure I articulate clearly what the gospel message is, I want to make sure we give every single person a chance to respond. And so really it only comes down to two responses. And so what those responses are are simply this, that we need to get going. I mean, maybe you're needing to get started in your relationship with God, and maybe you've been believing that what you're good outweighs the bad, and, and maybe this is the first time where you're coming to realization that, no, no, I need to get going in my faith and put my trust in him. Or maybe it's that you need to get going because you've been on the incline and you've taken a break, and you need to return to the path that you know that is leading to abundant and fulfilled life. And so the response one is that you've got to get going. Response number two is you've got to keep going. And so I'm going to ask you, if you're at that place where you have a relationship with God, that you would be in need of keeping going like Jody and I. Just raise your hand with eyes closed and hearts open. So many hands are going up that, man, just keep going. I want to encourage you. Take that next step of faith and put your hands down. I'm going to pray for you in a moment. I just would ask that we would all pray the same prayer just with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I'm just going to ask that you would repeat this prayer verbally with me. Repeat after me. Lord, I admit that I'm not as good as I think I am. I have failed you in many ways. I believe that your standard of goodness is perfection. And without you, I can't measure up. I confess that my goodness is my greatest obstacle to you. And I'm asking for your grace and forgiveness to help me. I accept your goodness, which is available in Christ's death and resurrection. as my only hope for eternal life. Father, draw us closer. Father, take us deeper. Father, we want to be where you are. If you said that prayer with Pastor Ron, you now have the hope of eternal life through Jesus Christ. You just made the most important decision that you've ever made or will ever make in your life. And here at High Point, we want to help you get started in your journey of faith. And for that, we have a great free resource. It's called The Bridge to the Gospel. And we'd love for you to ask for it today when you head online and request it. Go to highpointministries.com. And now, Ron, I know that you're really passionate about sharing God's word with listeners and helping them come to Christ, the only one who can untangle our souls. 
Well, that really is my passion in life. I can remember when my life was a mess, tangled up with wrong priorities and selfish ambitions. And I'm so grateful I had that come to Jesus moment. I mean, I can remember it like it was yesterday when someone spoke God's truth and grace to me and it hit me. I finally recognized it. I finally realized that what Jesus had done for me. I mean, that's why I got into ministry. That's why I became a pastor. And that's why we share these daily messages on the radio and the web to help you believe in, belong to, and become like Jesus. Won't you join us to get the good news out to more men and women? You can partner with us today when you give a gift of any amount to High Point. Steve, can you tell our friends how to do that? Absolutely. Well, take a step to partner with High Point today, and you can do that when you give us a call at 844-HP-RADIO. Or, of course, you can make a donation online when you go to highpointministries.com. You know, when you partner with High Point, you're making it your priority, your passion to see more people believe in, belong to, and become more like Jesus. And many people will be impacted because of your generosity. Today, when you give, we're going to send you a bundle of High Point bookmarks. There's seven bookmarks in all. Through these seven bookmarks, you're going to find scriptures that are going to help focus your prayer life, your family life. It's going to focus your prayers on unsafe friends, prayers about your finances, your family, and more. Then the seventh bookmark in there focuses on the true you, only found in Jesus Christ. If we don't know who we are in Christ, our lives will hit a wall, but when we get rooted in in the truth of scripture, we will find power, purpose, and lasting joy. So ask for this scripture bookmark bundle when you give today. Again, reach out and give us a call at 844-477-2346. That's 844-HP-RADIO. Or go online to highpointministries.com. If you prefer to make a donation by check, write to High Point Ministries, P.O. Box 281, Naperville, Illinois, 60566. I'm your host, Steve Smith, inviting you back tomorrow for a message called Untangling My Relationships. You're not going to want to miss it. Thursday on High Point with Ron Zappia.